and welcome to Ride the Omnibus. I'm Ariel Basca, and my co-host Rabia Satabi and I have been watching some fabulous titles at Fantasia Film Festival. Rabia caught up with singer and actress Masumi, who stars in the upcoming action thriller Yakuza Princess. My name is Rabia from Ride the Omnibus. Normally, we have my colleague Ariel Basque here, but she's not here today. We both saw Jakarta Princess, and you are awesome in it, Masumi. So, first of all, uh, let's just jump right into it. How was it for you to do all the action scenes? Ooh, well, it was a lot of challenge because everything was a first time for me. The stunts, the martial arts, the sword, kendo, everything was a first time for me. And it just really lucked out because everybody was so um, giving and supportive. And mm-hmm. I have my husband who is a martial arts US champion. So he was able to train me alongside uh-huh. with my trainer, the fight choreographer. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of challenge, but I had a lot of fun. That's so great to hear. And you just mentioned your husband's a martial art fighter. Were you already um, versed in some of the techniques needed to perform in this film? No, it was my first time. Everything was my first time. Yeah. So we had a month to rehearse for the martial arts, you know, everything related to martial arts. And uh, we practice at the rehearsal studio and then we'll come home to our apartment and we'll Mm -hmm. We were practicing at the gym and uh, we only had one month. So uh, it was a lot, but it was great. <laughs> <laughs> great to hear. Well, you did awesome. I was really blown away by the action scenes, particularly by yours. So, and it was very beautifully shot. What did attract you initially to do a role like this? Right. Well, you know, I didn't even think I was capable of getting a not role like this because mm. I was in acting school. I had on- only been there for about three months when this opportunity came. Mm. So it was it was crazy for me that I would get a, even a chance to audition for something like this and mm. for me to get it. It was like a dream come true that I didn't really dream of yet because I didn't think mm-hmm. I had <laughs> <laughs> it. It was great. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah, because especially a hot topic nowadays is representation. I'm Asian myself. And it's amazing to see, well, one, an Asian actress to portray such a strong role, a lead role. Was that one of the things that also attracted you to this particular narrative? Not just that, but I'm Japanese. So mm-hmm. for me, in my experience, I don't see a lot of Japanese female actresses being a lead in Hollywood movies, you know? Mm. Not a lot of people know many Japanese actors, period. To be able to take the lead was, to me, it gave me a lot of hope that there might be more opportunities for Japanese people specifically. And also what I was really happy about was that I, my character wasn't sexualized in any way at all. Yes. Um, yeah. I remember actually the first time I got the script, this was when I was auditioning. Mm-hmm. The very first page of the script said uh, something like, now we open to um, this beautiful girl, Akemi, or something like that. And mm-hmm. I was reading that and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so pressured. I don't think I'm, I'm beautiful enough or something like that. And then <laughs> when I got the movie and the first time they updated the script, I opened mm-hmm. the first page and for some reason, <laughs> they just took out that word beautiful away from the, wow. the script. And I was like, hmm, I wonder why they took out that word. But then later on, I was honestly grateful because I think what they wanted to do was they wanted to focus on Akemi as a person, you know, mm. the fact that she it's her inner strength that gets her through this obstacle. You know, yes. it's not about her beauty. It's not about a beautiful, sexy Asian woman taking mm. the crown, right? No. We, 
you know a lot of those stories. So Mm. I was really grateful to be a part of a story like that. Yeah, definitely. And like you mentioned, there's no over-sexualization, there's no stereotyping in in a way. So this is a really nice piece of representation. You mentioned your Japanese. I did a little, we did a little background check and somewhere in on the internet, it said that you first wanted to start out as a a Japanese pop idol or you started Uh, out as a Japanese pop idol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually uh, not exactly like that. I, Mm. I, a singer-songwriter. I came to Japan mm. quick to become a singer-songwriter in the U.S. or mm. um, pursue that dream. And after about nine years, eight, nine years of doing that, I was uh, approached by a, a prestigious manager in Japan to uh, become a J-pop star in Japan. Mm. Oh, and wow. Um, wow. Yeah, and I walked away from that opportunity because I wanted to um, figure out who I wanted to be for myself. And I also wanted to remain international and not go back to being a Japanese only talent. Mm. So that's what happened. Oh, wow. That makes it even more interesting that you then eventually get a role like this, that again, doesn't, you know, steep itself into the stereotypical portrayal of over-sexualized Japanese women. So that that makes it very interesting. Definitely. How was it working with Jonathan Wright? Um, It was amazing. When I, the first day I met Jonathan, you know, I was very nervous that I was working with an actor with that much caliber. And Mm -hmm. Um, when he came into the rehearsal, I just, I just felt myself getting really nervous because he has mm. this big aura and he's a beautiful actor and, and all of that. And so mm. when I met him, I went up to Jonathan and I said, Hey, I have to be honest with you. I mm. have no experience and this is my first time and I'm going to mm. need a lot of help from you. And, mm. you know, just being honest about how I felt about everything. And then he looked at me and said, Masumi, I'm, I'm going to support you and I'm right there with you. I understand how it feels to be the first time, you know, I've been there mm-hmm. and I'm going to be with you all the way and I'm never going to let you do something that is going to be embarrassing for you. Oh, and wow. that's exactly what Jonathan did for me. Like some scenes, it was difficult for the director to get a emotion that he wanted out of me. And mm-hmm. so Jonathan helped me. Yeah, it was amazing to work with him. That's amazing to hear, especially that you can rely on someone who's seasoned more to yeah. to help you through your debut like that. That sounds like an amazing experience. The cinematography in this movie is very colorful. It's it's very steeped in in uh, specific scenes having a very distinct colors, also between different locations. It's a, a gorgeous flow in in the movie. And how do you feel that 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 worked with your character? Ooh, I mean, I love the aesthetics of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, how did it work with the character? I mean, I, I thought that it really, it was a reminiscent of the comic, you know, mm-hmm. the vibe of the comic, the feeling of it. It mm-hmm. was also being, the aesthetics of it was inspired by the anime Akira, if you know. Ah, yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I thought it was gorgeous. I thought it worked amazing with Yakuza Princess and that, you know, there's some kind of ghostly feeling to Yakuza Princess as a movie yeah. as well. So Amazing. Then my last question before we need to wrap up, what can we expect next from you? What are you looking forward to to do next? Because you came with the bang and I cannot wait what you're going to offer to us next. Oh, thank you so much for saying that. Well, what what's what I'm going to be in next is still a little bit up in the air, mm-hmm. but um, I'm really excited for whatever it is that's coming because I, hmm, how do I put this? Uh, I want to do more variety of different things. This mm-hmm. was my action. Mm-hmm. And I want to do, you know, different things portraying Asians having 
many different colors, right? We're yes. very different. We have so many layers. And I think mm. Dr. the Princess showed that as a, you know, wasn't sexualized. She had so many sides to her. And that's the kind of uh, character that I would like to portray in the future more so. And mm. so I'm excited for more of that. Amazing. Amazing. Well, like I said, we are looking forward to seeing more for, from you. Thank you so much. Yeah. And thank you for your time. Um, and I don't know if I'm still within my time. I don't know if someone can give me a heads up on that. Yeah, you have a couple more minutes. I have a couple more minutes. Oh, my goodness. Okay, then let's see if I can squeeze one more. Oh, well, we were talking about representation. And I think it's amazing to see more and more and seeing it growing in the West. How do you feel that Japanese values, particularly being Japanese yourself, are being represented with a new movement that's now currently in entertainment in the West? That's a a loaded question, maybe. So (laughs) feel free to take your time. Right. Well, hmm. well, what I want to be a part of more is for myself to see more Japanese people mm. play main characters of movies. And I'm starting to see that a little bit more, mm. but I'm still not seeing too many of Japanese actors coming to America or being mm. a part of Hollywood movies, especially female actors. I don't see many. Yeah. So I would like to see more Japanese women being portrayed powerfully, not mm. as meek, polite Uh, Asian woman, but somebody that is powerful, like we are. And uh, uh, yeah, I would like to see more of that. And yeah, I guess I'll end it there. Amazing. And that's it for us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. And thank you for taking a moment right now to reflect with me on the history of the land you are listening on now. Whether you are stuck in traffic or sitting in your office chair, take the time to look up whose traditional lands you are on now and what treaties govern those territories. I record this podcast on the site of lands stolen from the Manahoac people. I am grateful to work on this land, and I acknowledge that we need to protect and honor the history of the indigenous people from other tribal nations that have made innumerable contributions around the world. I share this in the hope that my listeners may join me in honoring our past, present, and future. Without this land, this earth, and each other, we are nothing. Before I go, please take 30 seconds now to leave us a five-star review by clicking on support the show in the show notes. We don't want your money. We want your words. A simple RTO rocks my socks expands our reach and helps us keep bringing you great content. And connect with us on Instagram and Twitter where we are at Omnibus Ride. You can also visit our website, omnibusride.com, where you can go to dive deeper into our content and learn more about the show. A special thank you to our amazing editor, William Das. We truly couldn't do what we do without him or Danielle. Be well, be safe, and keep in touch. Mm-hmm.